Hello and welcome to Unions in the UK, a podcast about unions in the UK. My name is Henry, pronouns they, them, and I'm here with Corey. Hi, I'm Corey. My pronouns are she, her, and we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly. So, so silly. We haven't been anywhere. What do you mean? Yeah, it's been two weeks since our last podcast. Yeah, the usual time period. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> God's sake. Um, <laughs> fucking Bengals and Bongo back, eh? Yeah. <laughs> back to, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Back to uh, review uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck off. I said I said to Corey before this that I'd make that joke, and I had to make that joke. It's really important <laughs> uh, for me just to get it out. Otherwise, I'll feel sick in, inside. <laughs> oh. Corey, what are we talking about today? Uh, so, because I've been ridiculously busy and haven't had chance to nerd out over various things as much as normal uh henry suggested very kindly that they'd talk us through direct action and what's available in the uk do you know what i just realized go on i i just missed the point of what we've been up to <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I mean, just ignored it that that's later that's not what we're talking about today that's what people have to endure before we get to that so that's fine okay <laughs> Wait, which bit first? I don't fucking know. Um, uh, well, people have to know what they're here to listen to, which is about oh, direct yeah, action yeah, yeah. in the UK. Got it, yeah. Then we get to go and do what we get we've to do the, to. The, the fun stuff for us. Yeah, yeah. People have to <laughs> listen only to us, us first. Yeah, yeah. So they can't tune out uh, at the end if we were to do this afterwards, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell we're out of practice? <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to, Corey? Um, God, so much. So, this, uh, the last time we recorded, we were just ramping up in my union branch for a ballot on strike action. Whoa. The ballot passed, and we've since been on strike, and... Uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of organising of that, um, as well as that, I've run two Kickstarters for my silly little side games business. If this is edited and comes out in like the next two days, one of them will still be live, and all one of you can go and back my project, but... Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it will be, so... That's <laughs> fine. Um, so... She's a busy lady. Yeah, I've been up to a lot of stuff both politically and personally henry what have you been doing it's been so long since i've seen you it has and i can't actually remember where we're at in our <laughs> in my universe so in, in in the ucu the university and college union uh, i think we were just finishing balloting and i just announced that we that we successfully balloted for strike action which is really cool um, and then we had a couple of days of strike in December, uh, and then we've had uh, five days so far of strike in the new year. Uh, uh-huh. And you're still and then... on strike, is that right? Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to say we would have two more, two more weeks, um, but we don't. We're not. Allowed, we, we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Everyone's a. Uh, um, you might have seen on Twitter. People are being uh, understandably upset, but also incredibly normal about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do want to actually... Yeah, let's go. Let's act- well, actually, I just want to say anyone who is listening to this, if you see someone being misogynistic to the general secretary of UCU over the decision to suspend strike action, you're a piece of shit. Cut it the fuck mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um I don't agree with with their decision. I, I mean, it's not even my union, so I don't really have a say. But uh, it, me, the protagonist, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with it. And even I think that you're being fucking gross. And, and then it, it it's just, it's, it's like going a bit silly. I mean, like fucking misogyny straight away is already too far. But then there's like nerds going onto her Wikipedia page and changing it from like... 
the general secretary of the UCU to like traitor and Judas and and it's just so like oh, it's such I don't baby know. shit. It's just baby. It shit. is baby. Sh- it is baby shit. It's fully baby shit. Um, but yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> like, she's not. She's not like fully betraying the cause of the union here. She's not like fully like like refusing to hear out the workers' concerns and represent them. She's engaged in a bargaining tactic that I think is stupid, but she I believe is doing in good faith. Yes, yeah. Like, it's a it's a tactical difference. Yeah. Um, she's not suddenly a right wing infiltrator. She's not suddenly trying to cause the downfall of the working class. Fucking knock <laughs> off. <laughs> Like, um, this is the problem with union bu- bureaucracy as it stands. Yeah, for real. Like, this this is a problem. Which we've discussed before in an earlier episode. Yeah. And also why you need to know about amazing things like direct action and what's available in the UK. Segway, Henry, Whoa! go! Holy shit. Well, first of all, before I even get there... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just another bit of bait to dangle in front of the, the patient <laughs> listeners. <laughs> How is the UK doing at the moment? And and, and this was something... So I, I decided to add this in just because, um, you know, it's useful to keep in, uh, informed on this sort of thing. Uh, it directly affects what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And also, it's just like... Um, so in the idea WW, we uh, agreed that we, we we're going to be educating as many people as possible about this sort of stuff because it's kind of important um so uh senior tories have made some funny proposals and of course like they're only proposals so far but so far literally everything that's been proposed seems to have gone to a bill of some kind um so it's good to keep an eye on um and resist if needed um so senior tories have suggested that we extend minimum service requirements to other sectors rather than just emergency services, which they're already pushing really hard on. Um, they've said any sectors that are necessary for the the effective functioning of the economy without disruption. Now, <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, that would sound like just about everything, um, really. Uh, so interesting one, that. Uh, they're going to be trying to double the minimum notice period for strikes from two to four weeks again. That sucks. Uh, already sucks two weeks. Four weeks is just going to suck harder. Uh, they're going to raise the threshold of strikes in certain essential sectors from the 40% of whole eligible membership voting at least to 50%. Again, already stupid. But they're extending that to the whole uh, economy, which is, again, garbage. Uh, some sort of cooling off period, meaning unions can't strike at will after a ballot mandate. Garbage. Um, and outlawing or restricting strike pay. Um, which is an interesting one, because I didn't know there were some places that did strike pay, but apparently they do. We don't yeah, get strike pay. There are loads but... of places, like uh, PCS is doing it, the Royal College of Nursing is doing it. Um... Oh, as in like paying members with strike money is that one? Uh, so that's paying uh, with... members to be on strike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, oh, that's even more garbage. Yeah, UCU does that. I, I thought that was meant businesses paying people who are on strike, which is, again, why would they do that? Uh, they don't need to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was a bit confused about that one, but that makes a lot more sense. Uh, which, okay, garbage. All garbage All garbage uh, suggestions yeah. from senatories. Um, I, I do want to sort of pick up on one of those in particular, like, because um, that... Uh, that notice period going up to four weeks. So we found out during the course of our ballot uh, at PCS, um, we found out that Northern Ireland, their um, mandate for striking... So you know how if you pass a strike ballot, you would have six months to call strikes before you'd have to do another ballot, right? Yeah, Yeah, theirs lasts a month. Uh, I can see there's a problem there. Yeah, so if they, <laughs> I can see a problem arising there. Yeah, so this potentially makes it impossible for 
anyone in Northern Ireland to strike for more than a single day at, at all. Like, and even then, it might just out, this might just straight up outlaw striking in Northern Ireland. Um, I'd need to have another, like, look into that to figure out what the fuck is going on or whether this, the new proposals would affect Northern Ireland. But, yeah, I mean, I know, I understand that the Westminster government broadly and the Tories specifically do not give a fuck about the Irish. Um, no. Ev- no. Even a little. But, come on, man. Except it, when it comes to, like, independence calls, in which case it's the most important thing <laughs> that you could have ever imagined. <laughs> but, yeah, it's absolutely fucking garbage. Complete garbage. Um, so that's really cool. We're on a cool island. <laughs> yeah, everything's going great. Um, a cool archipel- archipelago filled with demons. <laughs> Yeah, you've put in the notes here, I can see you want to point out free our unions. Oh, yes, yes, sorry. So, So what the fuck is that? um, There's a, well, basically free our unions is a a campaign group uh, that was initiated by the Clarion magazine uh, and Lambeth Unison branch. Uh, and has slowly been backed by dozens of unions and committees and local labor parties, etc., etc., etc. So four national trade unions, IWGB, FBU, RMT, and PCS, have supported the campaign uh, via the AGMs. And yeah, the, it's, a, it's a call for the abolition of all anti-union laws, um, not only the most recent ones, but all, um, and to demand labor fight for this policy in opposition but uh, uh, labor both capital and lowercase l it's uh it's a uh, it's a it's an interesting campaign group but they they were the ones um who are like being like make sure you're educating your members please make sure you're educating your members um because apparently a lot of people just don't know this shit um and don't know of the of the the vampires that live in in big castles down south <laughs> and up north really <laughs> um that's so yeah fair. that's 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 um uk's going really well i put in the notes yeah. here according to your centrist dads yeah <laughs> that's that's great and as things get steadily worse you're going to need to know how to do more and more things that aren't necessarily sanctioned such as direct action that is mm-hmm. available in the UK, which is today's topic. Segway, Henry, go. <laughs> I've, I've done two segues to that one now. Nice. We're doing it. We're doing it. Direct action. What is it? Why do we like it? What's it all about? Um, so direct action, uh, as opposed to indirect action, um, is action that you can do directly. I know that's the silliest, um, <laughs> silliest description of it, but as opposed to... Um, Actions that aren't delegated to other people to then discuss and then and and, and so on. Um, actions like strikes, wherein people literally do the thing, they withdraw their labour, and that's fantastic. Other actions include specific to my union. Uh, we've had marking boycotts in the universities. Doesn't affect me. But it's one of the most effective tactics of lecturers, where they just st- um, stop doing any out-of-hours work, which includes marking, um, and and that pretty much um, that grinds everything to a halt. Apparently, for lecturers, which is great. Do more of that, please. Um, <laughs> I also heard tell of marking every student as present, as a like in in registers as a protest action. Uh, what's that? It's like a, a a good work strike sort of thing. Where um, they do their job, but make it very easy for people who um, are affected by their job, who 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 are what's the word? Who are, I'm going to say this, and it's it sounds bad. Who are serviced by their job, sort of thing, and make it very nice for them, whilst also kind of skirting things a little bit. Another good example of this is in bus drivers in Japan. When they're on strike, they quite often just still drive the buses around, but they just let everyone on for free. Yeah, they've. Um, that's one of those. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Where it's one of those things where doing that in the UK isn't technically illegal, but the area that it occupies in, like the legislation, 
sort of means that it's effectively illegal because it's neither action short of a strike nor a strike it's just fucking weird like the rmt considered doing it at one point apparently and their lawyers like looked oh, into wow. it and were just like yeah there's no way that we can do this in a way that we think will um be in line with the legislation so it'll get the whole strike fucked off get everyone sacked and get us fined a bunch of money um good heavens so you know that's that's what what they were doing and also like i think with stuff like that there's especially fears that people would be prosecuted for stealing trains <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very unbelievably british that is like oh i love yeah, that it's so i think that's the They're case stealing my train from me yeah by refusing to take any money for it but yeah i think that's how it would work in the U in the uk where um that kind of sort of working i suppose is is not really feasible for a lot of occupations i know it's i know it's uh, quite tricky a lot of the law in the UK is deliberately fairly like vague, open to interpretation, and then often that that weirdness is is useful for people who are prosecuting. Well, um, I mean, it's it was sort of a, a bit of a ethos of the new Labour government, especially where they would write huge sweeping changes to legislation, basically under the assumption that it'd go to court and sort itself out. <laughs> um and you know the judges would be able to clarify yeah they'd read and it and go this makes like sense that. yeah so um, which you know has happened in quite a few places but does mean a bunch of stuff it just isn't accessible to most people because like um without being able to take a case to to the courts to sort of interpret this legislation if you don't have the money to do that you don't get to see if your interpretation's right yeah it's just shit wacky country uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, uh i mean one handy things with interpreting uh laws and stuff like that is a lot of unions will have lawyers um attached to them or uh handy lawyer contacts to them at the, at the very least so at the very least, being part of a union does have moderate protection about that. I know we said in a previous episode, they're not just big lawyers. They're not, but they have lawyers attached yeah, they, to them. Yeah, they have <laughs> legal departments. Like Bigger unions have legal departments, and smaller unions usually have a lawyer that they can... Um... <laughs> have an incredibly sweaty and overworked <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd go through a few examples that were outlined in the um, How to Fire Your Boss, uh, an article by IWW Ireland. The, the way they describe each of these actions are specific to uh, Republic of Ireland law, which is a little bit different. In some cases worse, in some cases better than the UK. Um, but ultimately garbage. <laughs> but yeah, um, so... Well, first of all, before I do that, Corey, have you ever experienced any uh, direct actions in, in the PCS? You know, um, a lot of, like, the militancy of PCS, because it is one of the more militant unions, which is weird, um, <laughs> a lot of that is, like, bound up in the people who get, like, elected to the top positions. Like, it is a... It's the union of the public and civil servants in the UK. By its very nature, a lot of the people in there are very, like, if not, like, small-c conservative. They're not exactly radicals, for the most sure. part. Um, which makes it incredibly strange that we consist, like, for, like, 20 years or something fucking ridiculous, uh, we've we've elected mark i am literally a communist sawatka <laughs> to be to be a general secretary and like quite a lot of the actions like taken and a lot of the rhetoric is is quite radical which is 
it's very weird. It's very like centralized um, radicalism in PCS. Uh, at, at some point, we need to do an episode on PCS, which is basically yeah, sure. just going to be like an hour long sigh from me. <laughs> just, it's just me going, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> You make uh, it good. so hard to, to be part of you sometimes, you fucking idiots. Good, good, um, good, good, good. Delicious. But, like, yeah, I think, like, in terms of, like, encouraging actual direct action, because they're both one of the bigger unions and they're part of, like, the public public sector and civil service, that makes them quite inclined to do things to the letter of the law and the regulations and stuff, which means that um i think actually that feeds into wanting to be doing strike action as often as possible because they see that almost as the only outlet for frustrations because being civil servants and public sector workers it inclines people towards following rules and regulations i see uh it would be like one guess like people are very very bound up in red tape mentally i think um in pcs and like you know that's not not the worst thing in the world it does mean that as i say people are quite inclined to to go on strike and quite inclined to to take these matters into their own hands but uh, my experience of my my branch has been at times a, a bit frustrating of trying to get through to people that you don't have to do things in this official channeled way you, you if you have a problem you can just address it sort of thing yeah, sure. it's like most problems are resolved informally so you can do that sorry this was a complete tangent <laughs> that that yeah so it, it's like um that whole doing things the the right way and then doing things um, the way by the rules is a very interesting one that people are often put up against. Um, one direct action a lot of people can do is just doing things the right way rather than doing things as the rules dictate. Um, there, there was an example in, I think it was San Francisco, um, where basically the the manager had this this uh, the manager of this printing firm had this whole new process of doing things and everyone working there found it was just like absolutely incomprehensible <laughs> um it would cause like constant like delays and stuff and then like um if there was ever a, like uh, a fault anywhere people would be like flapping to try and deal with that but also like sticking to the rules you you weren't allowed to do certain things so it all got a bit silly uh and one thing that these these lot did was they just started working as if it was their office and just like completely bypassed the manager <laughs> uh, and what do you know efficiency went fucking up everyone was happier like fucking like all, all these improvements just by just working how they expect to work rather than how they are told to work sort of thing so yeah it, it's what's it, it's the opposite of work to rule isn't it it's work to to uh, i guess to own sort of thing yeah work to rules this idea where if um if you want to show your distaste at the way management is doing things do things exactly to the letter that management say if they don't mention in something to do in in um in edge cases don't do it they didn't tell you to do it just do what what it says by the book uh and watch everything fall to pieces and watch the managers flap as they try to fix it yeah i um, mean the point of work to rule especially is stuff like demonstrating exactly how far above and beyond you as a worker go consistently to make things function exactly yeah yeah um because like, all that extra stuff that you do is suddenly gone out the window and then the workplace falls apart without it yeah because like really think about it like really think about all the extra stuff that you do to make work go better because it makes you know your personal numbers look better whatever those may be like imagine how much worse it would be if you stopped doing that and how much worse it would make the manager look if all of a sudden you were still doing everything you were told to do but all of their numbers that they have to keep up 
they all go out the window. It's good. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> it's, I, 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 I always love it. Uh, and it was one that um, me and my friend accidentally did while working for a... Um, uh, I'll just say um, beer distribution company. <laughs> um, uh, so what we were this, I, I did this as a part-time job whilst I was still in, in sixth form. Um, uh, and I guess this was more a slowdown than anything. Um, but we, we did do some work to rule stuff. Uh, but again, by accident, just cause we were lazy, uh, t- like teenagers basically. But, um, slow down with the slowdown we had to um like so our jobs was an everything job like if if you you we were an office assistant which means you do everything um so one thing that we had to do was uh sign a load of these letters uh <laughs> seal these envelopes thankfully we had um glue for it rather than licking them all because i'd have gone insane <laughs> um uh, and then and and all the si- type of stuff. So we um we were signing these, but one thing my friend noted out is like, oh, we're getting paid by, by the hour, not by how many <laughs> by how many letters we seal. Um, <laughs> so like you know, take your time. This was my first day there, and he was like, yeah. And I just happened to know this guy who was like one of my besties. He was like, yeah, just just <laughs> you don't don't go crazy, you know. Um, but then, of course, when it came to work to rule, we were given a list of instructions to carry out. Um, they obviously missed out like a lot of key details. Uh, and so when it came to the issues, we're like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just at, like send an email to the boss and wait. And we did that. And the boss got so wound up because they were like, oh, why aren't you doing all this extra stuff? And we're like, well, you didn't tell us to. And you told us off last time we did stuff you told us not to do. It's, it's very... It's very good. But also, yeah, lazy teenagers, hell yeah. <laughs> Listen to teenagers. They, they, they know what's up. Yeah. Um, historically, you can never go wrong do- listening to the opinions of a teen. <laughs> Smart things. There's sharp cookies, that's why, them teens. That's why I go on Twitter.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that famously teen-oriented website, Twitter.com. It's yeah, not yeah, full of forty-year-old cool depressed leftists. No, it's, it's cool teens <laughs> it's wearing where the sunglasses. Cool teens hang out and skateboard. So yeah, um, another form of direct action, which is so the the direct actions we've mentioned are mostly allowed in the UK. I say mostly because there's always some like wiggle room for the government to be a pain in the ass or your boss to be a pain in the ass. Um, selective strikes are uh, something that used to use employed. Of course, it's a little bit difficult in the UK to do um, unpredictable strikes because you have to telegraph them two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. But um, but like um, selective strikes, the idea is that you, you go to work on Monday, you strike Tuesday, Wednesday, go to work on Thursday, and then the next week do it differently. You strike on Monday and Tuesday and then go to work Wednesday, Thursday, strike on Friday, example. Um, so it, it keeps everyone on their feet. If there are jobs that are done on specific days, it makes sure that it's very difficult to organize um, around that for the boss to organize around that. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's generally a very um, good to keep your boss on your toes with the strike. Um, the, the UCU has done this. I, I suspect mostly because um, were they all on the same day, some teachers would never be um never be on strike basically um so it's i i believe it was to make sure that everyone you know had a a, a, at least a day to be off um on on strike to show their to show their worth and so they could withdraw their labor um uh, although it has had the opposite effect for some people where some people are just in work the whole time because that they've been unlucky enough to have the days that it lands on (laughs) <laughs> just not um for days that they weren't in anyway um so mm-hmm. yeah uh, it can be a pain but it's quite useful um d- here's one that i wasn't sure on and i don't see if you've ever seen it employed Corey. Mm-hmm. sicken so you explain what it is first i was just gonna say yeah a sicken is where everyone uh just calls in sick on the same day yeah, I've ne- I've never seen this 
this employed, but like, I don't know. I think it'd be good. I I, I imagine there's some sketchy ground underneath it, but uh, I put in the in the in the in the show notes uh, in the in, it's not show notes in the um, notes for the episode. Uh, sketchy ground in parentheses. <laughs> so I think that the sketchiest part about it is the fact that you'd have to organize it. You would, yeah, yeah. And like the the problem with that is that the minute two people know a thing, it's no longer a secret. Yes, yeah. yeah the yeah. minute three people know a thing, it's news. Yes, yeah. And like. <laughs> That's where it's going to be a problem because, like, um, if if you do have to organize it, everyone has to be super cool. Yeah, yeah. with so- not saying shit. There's no, there is no, no organization that has or will ever exist in this sort of context that would be able to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. But I genuinely I don't believe that that's that's the case. Like, you know, you sort of hear stories from like the history of the labor movement, where it's like, ah, oh, you know, the bosses were took surprise, taken surprise by the strikes or whatever. But I bet you, like dollars to donuts, they knew a hundred percent in advance that those strikes were going to happen. They just wrote it off. They thought, ah, oh, no, no one will actually go through with it. Yeah, sure. And the problem with doing a sick in like that, as opposed to like you know, your late eighteen hundreds uh, strike action, where the strike action was, we're gonna burn down your fucking building, mate. <laughs> um, like the difference with that and a sick in is, if everyone calls in sick, they still go in the next day, or you know, whenever the sick in ends. Yeah. And like the fear of god hasn't been put into the to the boss yeah sure. so, so yeah definitely like i think that's the that's the problem is that it's a really cool idea and concept it's really neat uh, i think if you and like sort of similar to like a selective strike if you and a few mates who are really essential to the business and you're all fucked off about something and you've all been treated badly, which naturally you will have been. It's that's the world in which we currently live. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you have that handful of mates that are essential, and you just all call in sick, that's a bit of a shock to the system of management. Like in a similar way to the work to rule thing, but I don't think it's got like personally my initial in my gut instinct is that it doesn't have much application beyond oh there are a couple of us and we're really important to keep things running day to day sure you know all the accounting department goes off on the day payroll needs to be uh yeah all the invoices need to be paid yeah definitely it's like something like that um, all the IT people go off the day that there's supposed to be uh, a big overhaul to the systems, something like that. That that. So there was a strike on a day where that was happening in the IT department in our university, uh, which was very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know why the IT department had planned something on that day, but yeah, they obviously didn't think that many people were going out on strike, and <laughs> enough were that it it was a pain in the ass. Um, very funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I, I, so yeah, I guess that's, that's one that's a very selectively applied sort of thing. Um, then, um, there's a few more examples. Uh, I, I do want to get onto the ones that, the, some of the more, uh, cooler, <laughs> shall we say, <laughs> actions. Um, uh, so there, there, there's the example of dual power, which I kind of mentioned before. Well, thing. it's the idea that you build, it's a state within a state. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You have the power. You're building the power to to basically end the system within it. Yes, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. So in the sense, you'd be building the alternate workplace within the main workplace, and then there's uh, solidarity as in supporting strikers, not as in uh, <laughs> wildcats or flying pickets. We'll get into those in a second. So. Uh, uh, so with on, solidarity, sorry. sorry, I just wanted to jump in. That, um, so I said earlier that I 
hadn't had time to be as much of a nerd about this episode. I have still read a book about um, nice. stuff. So I read Class Power on Zero Hours by the Angry Workers Collective. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with a lot of their stuff. They're a different strain of leftist to myself. Sure. Um, which I think uh, colours a lot of their opinions of of things in a potentially uh in a way that i find unhelpful personally okay. but one thing that i felt was really cool was a really good idea was effectively um building a solidarity network within your workplace so okay. building uh an organization or a not an organization exactly but building a place or sort of group where people can come to with any problems that they have workplace related or not um in effect sort of like if acorn were in your workplace kind of thing sure where the idea is that it is a it is a political action for members of the working class to come together and solve their own problems rather than outsourcing it to experts and waiting on on things yeah, like that yeah, like just definitely. genuinely like solving stuff directly themselves so building a solidarity network where you'd be able to give people advice and help and make sure that they were okay in the, in and of themselves as well as at work uh, i think is a really cool thing because what that does is that feeds into the trust that you have with your colleagues uh for other stuff to get raised so you know if if you've got a working relationship with someone through a solidarity network like they know you from that or you know they know someone from that that then comes to you with a work related issue that the union can move on um they come with some intel about what management are planning that can keep that can allow the union to act in a way that keeps management on the back foot things like that are really cool as well as uh, that thing that I mentioned earlier in that bit about PCS that might get cut, but uh, we're definitely leaving this bit in just to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sort of gets people in the mindset of solving their own problems, and it is something like it is something that's really difficult to get people to do because um, they're not they're not used to it in in certain contexts like everyone will be able to sort themselves out and look after themselves for the most part you know everyone's a grown-ass adult but a lot of people will look at a problem with a landlord will look at a problem with uh, a workplace will look at a problem with you know something along those lines like you know a a problem in their day-to-day life where they might go, oh, actually, no, we need an expert to solve this. There's someone who, surely someone knows the law better than I do. Someone surely is more equipped to handle this than I am. And it's a really difficult mindset to get out of. And stuff like this, I think, is the way forwards, where you just have somewhere where you come together and you just solve little problems for each other. It can be as simple as, you know, not, not not to say, oh, you know, you should focus on on your work and improving your improving your ability as an employee but it can be simple little stuff like i showed someone how to save a file as a pdf without going through print preview once and it just blew their mind like just the idea that you could save a few minutes uh, a day just saving things in a slightly quicker way and it just helped them and they you know know that they can come to me for help on little stupid things like that and also they can share that advice with other people and you can build things like that from these tiny little silly problems to actually solving bigger problems because you get people into that mindset and uh, that idea of the solidarity network is something that I'm planning on taking forward in my workplace sort of almost separate to the union I think yeah no like that that uh Sounds incredibly useful. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of the other stuff that they had was, you know, about getting like in the in the book was about getting to getting to know people in your workplace. You know, the usual sort of thing. 
uh, and then doing a newsletter and a magazine because fucking of course it was. Um, <laughs> we just cannot help ourselves. We crave publishing. Must uh, write. Leftists, we just fucking have to do it for some that's why lefties love twitter oh yeah no <laughs> legitimately i think it is but yeah um uh, that bit really stood out to me that idea of the solidarity network and what was done with it um yeah yeah definitely really cool and is a form of direct action you know solving your own problems dope as fuck hell yeah i think we should get moving on to what isn't allowed in the uk some of the more Definitely not allowed, but... Yeah, we have uh, been going nearly an hour. So, what isn't allowed in the UK? Uh, some of the more cooler actions. Uh, I did put a disclaimer here. I'm not going to read out all of it, because Corey doesn't like the funny joke that I made. But... <laughs> no, no, read it. Go on. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, can I just explain this one? <laughs> Um, I think there is a bit of a, um, xenophobia issue, I think. Um, oh, uh, Jesus Christ. I just remember, I just remembered what fucking disclaimer this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, think the God. UK has a bit of a xenophobia issue, and this extends to, uh, folks in unions as well. Um, we were on strike. Big strike day. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago? Yeah, it was the 1st of February. 1st of February. It was, that, big it was the big one day. where like hundreds of thousands of people were on strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool to see so many unions. We saw, I saw, I could see very clearly because I was looking for Corey in the crowd and I saw the PCS block from all the flags. So I was like, I'm going that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go that way and hunt her out. But yes, um, someone got up on stage and they were doing some speeches and stuff. And someone was explaining uh, the how strict union laws were in the UK. Um, and they, they came out with this banger, uh, and it was second worst in Europe, next to Lithuania of all places. And I I cringed inside. I, I, I doubled over um, and immediately messaged Corey with, <laughs> with a message as if, did you hear that? <laughs> like, um, and, and it was it's frustrating because that sucks. That really sucks. That, like, the, it, the, I mean, like, the UK has an idea of anything fucking uh, east of Poland and some places of Poland, I imagine, are just, like, barren wastelands of, like, like barbarism and God knows what and stuff. When it, it, That's just, like, not great, right? That's not a great attitude. Yeah. Um, and I know what the dude was trying to say. What he was trying to say is the UK has the second strictest laws in Europe for trade unions. But what he came out with was if to say that Lithuania was just this hell zone. Uh, it's, like, uh, it's the same thing as, like, you see a lot of stuff about, like, especially around COVID, I think, we saw a lot of it. Um, a lot of, like... Oh, you wouldn't expect to see this in here in the West. You'd expect to, oh, you'd yeah. expect to see that in China. What are we? A bunch <laughs> of Asians or something? Exactly. Like, exactly. And it was just, it's just racist as shit. It's just yeah, yeah. such a it weird, sucks. It weird sucks. defense mechanism of like like this this sort of uh, nationalist appeal to where we are as the uh, the the platonic ideal of civilization. And the glorious shining west yeah yeah and like because you get it in america you get it in like france and germany as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you get it at least a little bit everywhere where there are nationalists to be speaking oh, about yeah 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 and, the, and their idea is the more east you go the worse it is but yeah like it's this weird little nationalistic thing where it's like ah you know, we're supposed to be the, the good people. Look at them over there. Yeah, what, yeah. How are we even comparable to them on this? And it sucks. It sucks, and I wish they, I wish that people would stop it. Anyway, the funny joke that I put in... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, disclaimer, the UK law is incredibly weighted against union activity. And then I put the funny bit, 
Second worst in Europe, next to Lithuania of all places. Now that makes sense and I don't just sound xenophobic because I was quoting that dickhead on stage. See, um, it's okay when I do it because I did it as a joke. No, you see, it's okay when I explain it in context of this other dude being a piece of shit. I'm not a piece of... Fuck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I used to be a piece of shit. I used to be a piece of shit. Um, any action can potentially get you in trouble with the law. Uh, on an unrelated note, I think, me personally, I think the actions listed at, uh, that we're about to go through are very cool, but they are very illegal. Um, and I, 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 I was going to say something else there, but it probably puts us on dangerous ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes. I mean, I, I would, I'll say that everything we're about to discuss has precedent in the late, the history of the labor movement and has often worked, which is why it's illegal. Now, that's pretty. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I've got to be really careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start you, with some of the. You, you're editing this. You can cut anything out. I do. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 that's getting cut. Um, anyway, <laughs> monkey wrenching. Silly name. What's that about? I don't know, Henry. Maybe you could talk us through it. Yeah, I can talk about this, and I'll just tiptoe around it very carefully. Um, yeah. Monkey wrenching is the idea that you deliberately sabotage the equipment in your workplace as to slow down uh, work or to make things a pain in the ass for your manager. The term comes from when people working on big machines used to shove a wrench in there uh, and whistle about on their day. Uh, I can see an image of Felix the Cat with a little wrench shoving it inside a big machine and then doing the Mickey Mouse-like rubber band whistle as they walk away. Um, that's monkey wrenching. Um, again, illegal. <laughs> in, I think, every country. Um, I, I say it's not allowed in the UK. I don't think it's legal anywhere. Um, if there is a country that it's legal in, high five. Very cool. <laughs> Only good country. Um... I don't suppose you have any examples of this happening in the UK. Um, not off the top of my head, no. Uh, I could no. have could have looked this up, but uh... I can imagine some scenarios. For example, this is not me endorsing said scenarios, uh, but I can imagine them. Uh, so one example could be, uh, let's say you're an office worker, and you know everything's on your laptop and stuff. Oh, whoops, uh, a rat chewed through my cables at the back. Oh, dear. They look like scissor marks, but they're not. Um, or <laughs> if you... <laughs> or I mean, that goes for just about everything electronical. Like, you're, you're a chef. Oh, no, someone's... A rat's chewed through the, the wires at the back of this hob. I can't cook anything. Yeah, or, I mean, or... like, you, you work in construction, and like, oh, no, the concrete we've mixed the proportions are off or something's wrong oh, and it's beans. not setting right someone's put a rat in there i don't know why i've got rats on the brain <laughs> but don't put rats rat. in concrete do not there's, there's, do not commit <laughs> animal abuse no i'm not i'm not saying do this <laughs> i didn't say anything about doing I'm, this i'm coming out very strongly against pro rat. rats in yeah, concrete yeah. i'm we pro rat someone's put a a can of monster in this cement mixer. That's no good. Um, things to that effect. Monkey wrenching. Silly name. Really cool. Very illegal. Um, I put solidarity here again uh, because there are certain ty you, you can't do a solidarity strike. Um, as in, like, you can't you can't do a strike at the same time someone's doing a strike because you're like, I support them. Let's do a strike. Sort of yeah, thing. so like this, I think, came into force because what you'd have is you'd have like a, a factory go on strike and then you'd have a factory that was um, like delivering stuff to them. They'd go on strike in solidarity because the management still wanted them to, you know, deliver the stuff and the people in the the solidarity striking factory didn't want to cross the picket line and would go on strike over no you can't make us cross the picket line and yeah, yeah i think there was a lot of it around the miners strike as well because i think solidarity striking 
um, and uh, Flying Pickets, which we're going to talk about next. I think both of those, that's when that got made illegal, although I could be wrong. I know Flying Pickets definitely were around then, because Minus yeah, Strike yeah. was famous for it. Um, but fun fact, in... Um, in France, this is still legal, which is how you get uh, people shutting off the power to Amazon factories, <laughs> Am- Amazon warehouses, rather, um, because they're, they are taking action in solidarity with the striking workforce in an Amazon warehouse. It's, I, I, I look at, like, and I get it's just because the laws there allow it. But I look over at France and I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> that's oh, that must some, be fucking nice. That's some tasty union solidarity there, baby. Um, yeah, like France is is by all accounts horrifically racist, terrifyingly oh, yeah. repressive, um, a horribly up itself in a weird nationalistic way, in a lot of similar ways to the UK. I was going to say, it's UK's twin. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason we, we historically have hated each other, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the, the stuff from there that come out around, like, labor rights stuff, fucking sick. Like, you've seen the yeah, firefighters, yeah. like, lighting themselves on fire and charging lines of, of police. It's very cool. That's just that's sick. That's something out of a film. Like, come on. That, like, that's fucking sick. <laughs> Like this is like sure like I I say that it's it's only because the laws are different over there but I don't know like I cannot imagine like uh, like a lot of British people to light themselves on fucking fire and charge at a line of policemen not like, not like on purpose unless it was oh, like yeah, about yeah. a football game yeah uh, unless it's football yeah yeah like of I can believe like some horrible horrible shit would occur where they'd light a guy called Gregzy on fire after a Millwall game and have him charge <laughs> charge um, some police who weren't even looking. Awesome Get shit. stuck in there, Gregzy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, like, wild. Not, not all football fans are bad. Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, blah, Gregzy's blah. a saint. Um, you know, great Great institu- great working class institution historically. Lots of good grassroots stuff around football. Big fan of all of that conceptually. I don't personally care for the game. Uh, cancel me if you want, football fans who will listen to this. I know. I know that's our primary audience. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Football fans. He's um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Gregzy. There are some. There are some absolutely wild. <laughs> wild football fans yeah 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 yeah. um speaking of wild but a segue um wildcat (laughs) strikes a wildcat strike uh is a strike undertaken by uh members of a union uh without uh warning without much authorization uh they just they, they just they just go off and strike it um which is illegal. <laughs> but yeah, this has again, been yeah. this is like it's a wildcat strike if it's not done with um like if it's not called for by the central union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you see it saw a lot of them in the US in the last few years. Uh teachers, I think, in in Chicago was it Chicago where they did a bunch of wildcat strikes? I can yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um I know teachers in Chicago did something recently. I'm not sure if they were the ones who were doing the wildcat strikes or whether it was a different group. But, yeah, you see quite a lot of it, um, especially where union bureaucracy is getting in the way. But, yeah, wildcat strikes, again, very cool, very illegal. Um, One thing that's been in uh, the public consciousness uh, a lot recently um, is blockades. Um, and that's because they've been used as um, the uh, an action of protest groups, uh, especially those uh, who are campaigning for either environmental reasons or um, like energy reasons, um, where they'll just 
like either block a main road, block a building. Uh, that's illegal in the UK, I'm pretty sure, blocking a building. I think blocking a road's illegal, but th you can get around it because there's laws around protest action, which allows it. But yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're on strike, you have to make sure people can get into and out of the building. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... You know, I, I do sort of partly get this one, because, like, this one, this one, at the very least, you can sort of pay lip service to if there's an emergency, yeah, if there's yeah. a, if there's this, that, or the other. Like, it's still a, it's still bullshit, it's still a bullshit excuse to lessen the impact that industrial action has, but at least this one you can sort of look at and go, yeah, I guess fine fuck it it would be it would it would be more forgivable though i mean like if if we had a functioning emergency service in the uk <laughs> yeah yeah i mean <laughs> yeah yeah anything that would go wrong inevitably will be put down to striking workers but you know not not really their fault when everything else is is collapsing yeah after what 40 50 years of of uh, str strategic uh, withering, plundering. They're doing the withering of the state. They're doing it. I yeah, can't they're, they're doing. doing it. They're doing communism. We gotta. We gotta stop them by <laughs> electing uh, socialists. <laughs> um, I, I say so. Yeah, like, I say socialists because cut like all the communists that want power terrify me, and uh, <laughs> anarchists don't want to get involved in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, so by process of elimination we gotta give it to the socialists <laughs> so yeah but blockades are interesting ones um again like i think it's very disingenuous for people to argue that you know emergency services issue in the uk especially at the moment um considering that they've been plundered um uh, an increasing rate every single year. Um, so that's blockades. Illegal, um, if, if, if illegal if part of strike action. Uh, debatable around protest action. Um, but yes. Uh, and then uh, finally, I put this one on because it's funny. Uh, road, road sign improvement. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, taking a road sign, just messing it up a little bit. Um, putting a big willy on there, changing the way arrows go. Um, this one was this one has been employed in America. I did have an example, but I've lost it. Um, uh, just edit yourself in talking it, talking about it in a very calm and level way. No one will be able to tell. This is editing booth Henry here. Uh, it's gone. Can't find it. It's long lost. Just imagine I give a really cool example. Wow, Henry, that's such an interesting anecdote about uh, roadside improvement from the USA, which you just read out there and had to hand. Very useful stuff. Or to distract deliveries to the place of your work so that nothing gets delivered on time, no one can do anything. Very cool. Very illegal! Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, unless unless you, Corey, have got any other examples? Uh, no. No, not of the things that we've spoken about as being not allowed in the uk uh, i i wouldn't know anything about what is illegal yeah no i don't all either. of my knowledge is inside of the law i, I don't I as went, soon as something's illegal i stop knowing about it i went on wikipedia and the evil wikipedia ghouls told me about this um, <laughs> i'm gonna read out the disclaimer again without the lithuania bit <laughs> Ugh. UK law is incredibly, incredibly weighted against union activity. Any action could potentially get you in trouble with the law. <laughs> just, <laughs> just putting that there. <laughs> um, right. I think that's everything. Um, did have a a, a a final note to talk about. What day is it today? It was like a, a, about a week. It is a Monday, unfortunately. About a week ago. Um, the Brianna Jai vigils uh, across the country. Um, I, I thought it would be good to put just a little link to the Go GoFundMe in here. So the GoFundMe is there if you can donate at all. Thank you everyone.
for listening. We have been Unions in the UK, a podcast about unions in the UK. Um, we have socials, I think, I'm told. Um, oh, God, shit, this feels I really weird to log back into the Twitter. This feels weird to do. <laughs> <laughs> we have socials. Um, we have our email that you can contact us on for whatever you want. I haven't checked that in a while, so I might as well do that. It'll probably just be Transistor saying that your free trial period has ended. Give us money, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's fine. I'll I'll figure that one out. Um, Also, we have a Twitter, and we have a YouTube channel, if you search for us on YouTube, um, or if you look at the links in the description of this video. I'll also include the links to Free Our Union's uh, How to Fire Your Boss by IWW Island, the GoFundMe for Brianna Jai, and the uh, Building Power on Zero Hours by Angry Workers. The music that you heard at the start and end of this episode was a remix of Solid... Fuck. A remix... <laughs> <laughs> a remix of Solidarity Forever by Intellectual Darkwave. You can find them on Instagram or Bandcamp. Any parting words to the to the wonderful crowds tonight? Uh, no, I got I got nothing. Like, um, cheers for listening. The end. <laughs>